G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. There are some big and and sometimes you might say some sensitive issues to talk about today. One of those, and you might wonder why it might be so sensitive, but Barnaby Joyce, the Deputy Prime Minister, uh, he's saying he's feeling incredibly hurt that his private life has been thrown into the public arena. Uh, quite an issue there, having moved in with his former staffer, a 33-year-old uh, young woman, Vicky Campion. Uh, what's your thoughts, Aaron, on the developments this week and the announcement, uh, Barnaby Joyce? Look, incredibly disappointed. I think most of us are. You look around the different newspapers and different styles of journalism and their different takes on it. Some are... Uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, Woman's Day type approach that you see with some publications. Where it is a big question. Uh, is this something that we should know about? It's not a new story. Clearly, this was going on during the by-election, uh, and clearly this is being managed. Um, but in many ways, I think one of the, the concerning things about this, uh, apart from the conversation of should our politicians be held to a higher standard, uh, from a biblical perspective, yes, uh, our leaders should be. Uh, you know, we're, we're almost discouraged in the Bible in some ways from taking on leadership positions because of the extra responsibility and, and having your house in order and all the rest of it. But the, one of the concerning things, we had you know, dual citizenship in 2017, and that continues, but a few little glimpses of what could be just the beginning with this story. Journalists saying that they know of plenty of other affairs happening with MPs in our parliament. Interesting and, you say that, Aaron, hmm, because hmm. there is something of a journalistic code, isn't there, uh, yes. that says uh, we're going to keep some of those uh, moral issues when it comes to politicians under wraps. And uh, I've been aware of this for many, many years. You're no doubt aware of it too. And there is this sort of code and and, uh, and there needs to be some sort of uh, protection for levels of privacy because otherwise rumour mills start to run rife. But, uh, but there is a certain code and really a lot of these moral issues uh, do remain under wraps simply because journalists refuse to report them. But it seems like that... That code, that standard, uh, has been slipping in recent years. Even with Kevin Rudd, uh, he would go to the bar and have a few off-the-record conversations with journalists, and they would appear in the paper the next day. And really, this is, is one of those stories. And, and similar in many ways, when you have that one story leak, it's just a matter of time before another one will break. And especially if that, if those comments are starting to filter out into the media now, of, of you know. Uh, uh, this is a bigger issue. The, uh, our affairs are, are going on all over the place in our federal parliament. You know, this. I mean, it, we do want our politicians to be held to a higher standard, but at the same time, this is also a terrible distraction from the real stories and the our legislators and our parliamentarians and what's in. You know, working towards good public policy for all of Australia. And it will be, I think, a big distraction this year. And this is just the beginning. It is a huge disappointment. And we do have 
a level of expectation of national leaders that somehow or other they're going to get things right and uh, every one of us is flawed and mm. some of those flaws come to light and when it happens when you just happen to be the Deputy Prime Minister uh, there does need to be some attention and some commentary uh, making sense of what has happened and and the fact that this happens widely, as you say. Uh, the attention also to his wife of 24 years, and of course they had four daughters, uh, and they are somehow or other going to be brought into the spotlight here too, and, uh, and there's embarrassment, isn't there, for a family? Absolutely, and the life of a politician isn't an easy one. You're not home much. The family suffers greatly. The family have suffered and, and supported uh, a you know a, a strong politician for many many years, so it's going to be particularly hard on them. Which also then highlights the fact of the responsibility of a politician. This is not a normal nine to five job. There is a lot of people involved in this, and not only the people you represent, but your family are employed in the same sense. They they also have a um, they're dragged into this life as well. So in many ways, it's it's part of the should be part of that handbook that introduction. If you're wanting to take on this vocation you need to well there needs to be a higher standard for you than what well yeah than what you might normally expect with a normal job uh, barnaby joyce's wife natalie uh, she's been reported as saying that she feels deceived and hurt and uh, no doubt every woman who's ever had an unfaithful husband will know how she feels in that as Christians, Aaron, we come to an issue like this and it raises, doesn't it, an important thing that we need to talk about and that is that when we discuss marriage we're really talking about a lifelong commitment and we hope and we know that sometimes the wheels fall off but we hope and we have this aspiration to have a lifelong commitment to our marriage when we see this sort of thing happen, it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like an an accident that happens uh, that we all are on the receiving end of because somehow or other another leader uh, hasn't been able to keep that marriage together. It is, uh, it is a challenge for us. It is a challenge. It's a challenge in the church. I have been shocked. The stats are real. We we know the statistics about divorce, but when I've had friends or even leaders and pastors. Uh, who, who've had an affair or uh, a divorce now, it's, it still hurts, it stuns, it shocks the whole congregation, the, the whole area, anyone who knows, anyone associated. There is, which really, I think, points to where the church needs to step up and we need to be supporting marriage better. We need to be training and encouraging and mentoring and helping dads to be the best dads they can be, helping husbands be the best husbands they can be, being held accountable, you know, cell groups, not even in cell groups, but uh, running courses, running programs, the the elder, the elders in our congregations getting behind the younger newlyweds, and, and really, this is our opportunity to stand up and to make sure we're supporting and helping what isn't an easy job. Uh, marriage is hard. I just celebrated 20 years yesterday with my wife, my wonderful wife, and we have four Congratulations. You know, it's, it's a hard journey. There's no lying about that, but it's worth it, and you've got to put the effort in. And we need to be encouraging and in, really being upfront with people to that this is, this is not an easy job, but it's worth it. And for the sake of our families, for the sake of our other half, we need to be as, as strong in our relationships and, and working on our relationships all the time and fleeing from temptation, fleeing and running as fast as we can from it. Reminds us just how important it is, Aaron, to pray for our leaders, whether they're local leaders, 
or state leaders or national leaders as Barnaby Joyce is and uh, I'm hoping that every listener will be encouraged to pray for leaders because uh, leaders holding their marriage together and uh, leading effectively in that moral and character light uh, is an important thing. Who gets hurt when this stuff happens? Everyone gets hurt and and when it's leaders who fall, everyone who aspires to be like the leader uh, also takes a broadside. Let's move on. Other issues, of course, one of the biggest issues that we have facing us in 2000 and 18 is uh, issues of freedom, freedom of conscience, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. Uh, there is a freedom review that's being undertaken by Philip Ruddock, and there is still time for people to make submissions to that. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts on how things are progressing as that deadline approaches on the 14th uh, when submissions will be due for that freedom review? I'm very encouraged that many organisations working together, but also we need many voices contributing to this review. Whenever there is a call for submissions, we don't just want one submission. You need as many as you can get. That's that's the reality of it. So the Coalition for Marriage, for example, um, the the big driving force behind the No campaign last year, continues to work. And we've had a not only a great submission that is being prepared on behalf of a bunch of organisations, but... Uh, the same, I guess, supports and help. And what's the best approach to this particular review? What are the best points we need to highlight? That being shared with as many organisations as we can and many, many different submissions being put together. Obviously, Family Voice is putting uh, a submission together and will be put in before Wednesday, the 14th of Feb, when it is all due. But many organisations doing that. And and it's what I'm encouraged by as well. It's a very intelligent approach. And it's almost the perspective the media puts on this is that this is a, a kind of a gripe or, oh, this is a, a negative thing. Oh, we were, you know, we're going back years here because why do we have to make allowances for these backward Christians or these conservatives? But the way the responses are being framed um, from, from our perspective is in a, actually, I think, in a quite uh, positive way. In saying that, if you still haven't put a review together, if you wanted to make a submission... I encourage you to do that. There are some guidelines available. Either get in touch with Family Voice or the radio station, get in touch with Vision or um, Freedom for Faith or Coalition for Marriage. There are lots of great resources and guidelines to help you to be part of that review. And uh, interestingly, uh, Philip Ruddock, he has apparently started having some secret hearings with evidence yes. taken in private sessions, uh, but he's also made a comment about that, saying that the panel is more likely to be persuaded by written submissions. So putting something in writing, getting it to the uh, Freedom Review is going to be an important thing. You mentioned uh, Family Voice Australia, the FAVA.org.au, and uh, there are some guidelines that you've got on your site, aren't there, Aaron, uh, where people can just uh, have some simple guidance as to how they can put their own submission together. And numbers are important here. Please, absolutely yes. Uh, Individuals, organisations, churches, do not be afraid to make your submission. And how these submissions work is, you're right, I mean, what's this panel going to be doing? Sitting on their hands, waiting for the submissions to come in? Of course they're going to have conversations. But it is from the written submissions uh, that they then decide from those, well, who should we then get in for a further conversation? Uh, For the official, on-the-record conversations, who are we going to get in? It comes from those written submissions, and it will be the conversations will be based on what is in those submissions. So, yes, what you write down and send in has significant more weight than a passing conversation or just getting on the phone and, and 
speaking your mind and hanging up, that's not going to cut it. You really do have to put it in writing. Aaron, a lot of people tying the Freedoms Review to the marriage debate and uh, the loss to the yes vote for same-sex marriage, although I know that a number of submission writers are saying this is a separate issue now, what our freedoms are, and they're taking a broader look at what those freedoms mean and what needs to be fought for this year. Uh, I note also uh, that when we talk about the likes of Lyle Shelton, who was seen as like a spearhead for the No campaign last year, well, he's making a move into federal politics now. He resigned his position with the Australian Christian Lobby last weekend and now has aligned with the Australian Conservatives being led by Corey Bernardi. I wonder if you've got any thoughts on the changes and the development and the conservative side of Australian politics. Look, I, I, I'm so happy to hear that. Uh, I, look, congratula- congratulations to Lyle all the way. He is a remarkable person. He has borne so much uh, of the, the brunt of, of a lot of, of hatred, honestly. And he is one of our strongest voices. It's a good thing. I encourage everybody to join a political party. Whatever you choose, we need more Christians standing up and being part of a party. So uh, this, is, this is a good thing. Martin also takes over as well with ACL. He's another very talented, capable person. And it, this is very positive and very good. We need as many capable people, capable communicators, capable leaders to step up and join political parties, uh, whether that's AC or whatever your choosing is. We, as citizens of this country, have a right to a voice and a say, and we have a right to join a party, and we have a right to be parliamentarians and politicians and the whole lot, and we need more Christians stepping up and doing this. So more power to you, Lyle. Okay, great to get an update with you, Aaron Wright. Aaron's the New South Wales ACT Director for Family Voice Australia. The Family Voice Australia website is fava.org.au. Aaron, thanks so much for taking some time to update listeners today here on 2020. Good on you, Neil. So much going on. Uh, it's worth, <laughs> honestly, people, let's keep the conversation going and let's be a strong Christian voice. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.